Hi, you're listening to episode 33 of the Playing Falau podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I hope that you are excited and looking forward to what we call the Burr months, September, October, November, December. I am, but there is a specific reason that I am able to get passionate and excited about them. And I want to share it with you today. I want to talk to you about something not only holding people back from what they're capable of being and building, but also what I've noticed suppresses individuals' happiness and overall passion for their life. Specifically, it is that they are missing something. They are missing a vision. And not just any old vision. They are missing an aspirational vision, a compelling vision that when you read it, you know this is it. This is me. This is my inspiration It's my reason why to show up, step up. And once you have it, you know it's your it. You know it's right in line with all the categories of your life. It can and should be very exciting. It can be a bit breathtaking, a bit scary, because it is taking you out of your comfort zone of where you are right now. You've never done it before. It's new. I knew that I had written mine and that I had hit my great vision when I knew I would do whatever it takes to get there, even if it took me to 90 to make it happen. I knew my North Star. I knew what I was looking for and where I was headed. And that is what a great written aspirational vision looks like. The problem that I see is so few individuals actually have a vision that does this for them. The critical first step to taking aligned action, living a life based on your values, doing what it is that you want, it is and it's always going to be to create and maintain a compelling vision of your future. I believe people are depressed and not on the moving sidewalk of their life, not because they are lacking passion, but because they're lacking a vision. A written down aspirational vision is absolutely fundamental and basic, but grossly undervalued when it comes to life fulfillment and acting on what we want and certainly high performance. Here's what I see for people, and maybe you're one of these. You're active, Your schedule's full. You're actually overfilled. But lately you've been wondering, what are you doing? And you're not confident you're headed in your right direction. 
maybe whatever you were doing has burned down. It no longer exists or fits for you, or you just know it's time to release and let it go. Or maybe you're someone who's created and brought to life a really pretty good vision and you wonder how do you go on to create another. Or maybe you've created a great vision. You've created something masterful and you wonder how do you top that? Regardless of where you're at, there are a few things to get right when you get your next written vision down. And the first thing I want you to know is how important a vision is. It is there to help you execute. When I talk to someone for the first time, I'm always scanning to see which of the three pillars of the playing flow out success cycle they do or they do not have. The acronym I use is VIP. You can think very important prescription. The V is for vision. A vision is so important because we know that nothing ever happened that was not first imagined. And you can't hit a target you can't see. In the same way, you can't run into your extraordinary life if you haven't identified it. The key is that your vision is the critical first step to taking that action, doing what you want. Of course, as I said, many grossly underestimate the value of a vision when it is the key to execution, a plan, consistent action. They think it's a nice to have, or they're like, yeah, I get it. It's not a must have as it really is. It's the first step as it relates to fulfillment and moving from who you are to who you're capable of becoming. Without a vision, you cannot execute successfully. Just understand that. You might roam, you might be busy, you might get things done, but as Henry Thoreau said, it's not enough to be busy, so are the ants. What are we busy about? If you're gonna be busy, don't you wanna be busy doing what it is you love? building towards a life and work that it is deliberate and fulfills you. Now, there are many reasons why most, and I do mean most, do not have a written vision. For some, the word vision can have overtones of corporate world, stodginess associated with a lack of creativity, being stiff. For others, it's Almost the opposite. It seems too dreamy and soft and fluffy and not attached or grounded in the real world. Know this. It doesn't matter what you call your vision. It can be your aspirations, your ambitions, your movie, your whatever. It doesn't matter what it's called. All that matters is that you have one. Think about it right now. When you think of creating a vision, writing it down, Does it feel daunting or invigorating to you? That has everything to do with your perspective and what meaning you attach to identifying your ideal future for yourself. Maybe you don't know how to connect a vision to a daily or weekly or 12-week plan, so it didn't work for you once, and you give up and say visions don't work when it's simply you don't know how to work with the vision. It is absolutely possible in a simplistic way to move a vision to a 12-week plan and to a daily plan. But that's not what you're meant to do right now in the first step. So too many people try to, to see the whole thing all together. 
First step first. Here's a big mistake I see. And this is one that I wasn't aware of long ago, but it's one that I, when I got it and figured it out, made a significant difference in living aligned. What this mistake is, is that people begin creating their visions in the wrong order. They are focused on their business or career first instead of their life vision or their personal vision. It is really important to begin with your personal vision because it's often our business and career vision which fuels and maybe even funds our personal vision. So once you have your personal vision, you can craft your professional vision to support it, to align with it. Your personal vision is going to keep you acting when things get uncomfortable. The personal vision should define all of your areas of life. I'll go into those more specifically, but they, it can include basically like your health and your family, your environment, your recreation. Again, a main reason many fail to execute their visions because they fail to connect their business and their personal. It's a backwards approach to start with your business and your career. It's the reason why so many people in corporate world get frustrated and are stumped when they are not savoring the moments with their family because their business vision took over because they never gave consideration to their personal vision. I know for me, when I created my aspirational vision, which seemed crazy to me in the beginning, most of which I'm living now, but when I was doing it, it becomes my compelling reason why is what happened. And I wanted to create a world that I was in charge of as an entrepreneur and have my own business when I brought children into the world and one day got married. So I was creating my personal vision and then I built this professional vision around it because that kept me inspired when, as I said, things got tough or there was struggle. Another problem I see is that a lot of people won't commit the time to being still and answering the questions that are necessary to create a vision. You've heard the question, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail and there weren't any rules? You've probably heard it actually a million times. It's on bookmarks. It's on social media posts. It's on cards. It's everywhere. But have you really ever taken the time to answer the question? And if you're like most, you haven't. Another problem I see when I'm working with people is that too many want to get it right, right out of the gate instead of getting it down. Hear this, you don't need to get it right. You just need to get it down. In fact, it's physically impossible to get it all right because we can't predict the future. To me, the most fun about a vision is that it's editable. You can go back. It's not forever. It should be tweaked regularly, in fact. I'm going to share more about how to work with your vision. But as you're moving and progressing, you're going to continue to find things that you want to tweak. I used to tweak out, I don't want to work on this day. I don't want to work, I want to work this many hours. And then there'll be times where you're like, actually, I do want to do this way. So it, the, the clarity comes from action. You cannot know in advance absolutely everything. It's not about getting it so that you can nail it down. It's simply about having this aspiration that drives you as a North Star. A lot of visions miss this one ingredient that makes it a vision. And that is that there needs to be an emotional connection to your vision. A vision that's simply based on what you're already doing or for which you have no passion around, 
That's not aspirational. That is not what I'm talking about. Emotional connection is exactly what a vision is for you. It is what will help you move through the uncomfortable when things get tough or you struggle. In essence, your vision should be so desirable that it's worth moving out of your comfort zone, that you're willing to align your goals and actions with it. For me, I so it was so desirable of creating my own thing and moving towards my mission or my passion to help people struggle less personally and professionally. All of those things, I was so clear about them. I knew what it was and that what drove me and what excited me. And I knew what I wanted personally, such that that emotional connection is what kept me going many times when there's struggle, as there are in our professional worlds, especially as entrepreneurs. Another thing that many people I see get tripped up on is having to know how they're going to do something before they will identify or say what they want. So they let their inner control freak lead and they engage in what I call early onset practicality. And early onset practicality is having to know how before you'll ever let yourself burp up what it is that you want. So understand this, a vision has nothing to do with practicality. You absolutely positively cannot know for certain how something will happen. I would say, fortunately, we don't have that superpower. A vision is not worried about how. A vision is big and grand. Once you have your aspirational vision, you not only know where you're headed, you know and have what excites you. It does a few other things for you. It motivates you. It makes you happy, even if you haven't achieved it or experienced it. It organizes your mind. You know what to say yes to. You know what to say no to. You can make decisions more easily. It keeps you focused. That is the beauty of having a target, of having a vision. And the last thing that it does, it informs you of who you are being and becoming. It informs your identity. Who do I need to be in advance to show up to meet this vision that I've set? Here's what all of those reasons I just gave you, all the meanings, the definitions, the challenges, and the struggles that people don't actually ever get to creating an aspirational vision What they all have in common is that there is a barrier and the greatest barrier to creating something you've never created before isn't actually the physical creation of it. The biggest barrier is your mental creation of it. And here's what I mean. Unfortunately, when we imagine a vision that's different than our current life, our brain starts to get very uncomfortable. It can't foresee it. It's uncertain, and the brain responds like a scared animal. You've heard me discuss the reptilian brain or the amygdala that sees uncertainty as risky, and not knowing how to create the future is definitely risky. So it kicks, it bucks, it spits, it spews, and it attempts to shut us down. We are actually hardwired to resist creating a vision. 
and to step into our full potential. And that's the bad news. The good news is that there is a way for you to manage the brain by moving your decision-making, specifically moving the decision-making from the amygdala to the prefrontal cortex to make the decision and counterbalance the amygdala that's having a freak out, that's trying to hijack you from ever sitting down and actually identifying your vision for your future. But you have to know how to do this. This is what I believe and have referenced as the most undertaught skill on the planet Earth. And that is being able to manage the brain and the thoughts within it so that you can get your written aspirational vision down on paper. The brain can change based upon how we use it. And this is the really great news and perhaps the biggest reason that you want to have an aspirational written vision for yourself, not a vague, blurry one that's spinning around in your head. It's because when you repeatedly introduce, an emotionally compelling vision for your future, the research shows us that the neurons fire in your brain just by introducing this vision that has an emotional component to it. The brain gets excited, it fires neurons. And ultimately, in doing that, you can train your brain to act on your vision just by thinking about it. The first step, of course, is that you've got to create it, right? There comes a time in our lives to take a step back and to really take inventory and evaluate and identify where we are and what we really want to experience. What do we want to be? What do we want to do and have? And if you're listening to this, you are likely coming up on maybe three or four decades of work, depending on what when you want to retire. You're likely moving towards the midway of your life, whatever you're going to be heading to in the next decade, consider this your defining decade. I am. And I don't know, I plan to work till I'm 90 because I'm so passionate about what I do. Wherever it is and wherever you are, this decade is the fruition of all of your experience, all your work. See it as the conglomeration the synthesis of all of your tough decisions and all of your creations to date. Again, your defining decade. My point is that you aren't who you were as an individual 10 years ago, five years ago, one year ago, or as a leader. Right now, you're in a sweet spot in life to bring it all together. And it's being beckoned of you. You're being called. You probably feel it. If you're listening to this, it means that you are ready that you're interested in your own personal growth, interested in making progress, interested in serving, interested in caring for and leaving a legacy, making a difference and building things that make a difference. And to do that, you absolutely positively must begin with a strong and aspirational vision. Because living from a place of possibility has changed my lives and has changed the lives of so many people that I've worked with, I keep myself always open to the possibility of things going right, of imagining things that haven't happened. Because on a very practical level, I change my approach on how I show up when I do. For this, however, I don't only have to have an openness to having things happen. 
It's not, as Oprah one time said, that we just imagine things and sit there and wait for God to deliver them. I have to get specific on my vision, and I have to then show up to meet it. But all we're talking about right now is step one. When I talk about, again, the playing full out success cycle, B is for vision. I'm not going to even confuse you on the next two. But the next is the internal activation, and that's the I, and the P is your plan for consistent action. You can't do either of those if you don't even have something to work with. I want to keep this as simple and in as few steps as you need to begin your vision process. Here are three steps to getting your vision down. Remember that I said the greatest barrier to creating your aspirations is your own mental project, your own mental manifestation, your own mental barrier. It's not really actually executing and the physical manifestation. That's easy when you can get your brain on board. You've done the hardest part by just getting this vision down. So do this. Your thoughts always lead to your actions, which lead to your results. So let's start with your thinking. Step one, two mental mind shifts for a aspirational vision. One, I am here to experience joy and serve. Yes, I'm here for joy and I'm here to serve. The second, what I want is 100% possible. Come from a place of possibility. This is 100% possible. And even if your brain can't get wrapped around that at this moment in time, that's A, know that that's a choice. Begin by writing your vision of these are the impossible things that I want to be, do, and have. Okay, so mental mind shift, just play with it. If I knew everything was possible, this is what I would choose. Step two, on your note page, create five categories in this order. Family, immediate. The second is health. Third, spiritual. Fourth, fun. In that I create recreation, travel, my environment. And then the fifth one is where you bring in your business, your career, and your finance. And that's all in one. So again, keep this really very simple. Five categories, you write them. For each, write about what you want to do, have, and be in detail. For your family, who do I want to be in that relationship, in that experience? What do I want to have? And what do I want to do? Then, once you do that, And or as you're doing that, this is very simple. Three, write why it's important to you. Make the emotional connection to this vision of yours becoming real. How would you feel if you'd accomplished it? How would you feel when you're experiencing it? And that's it. The fourth step could be a bonus step, and that's simply to bring that to a one-year vision based on your long-term vision here. Where do you want to be one year from now? What would a great personal, professional, emotional, and relationship life look like to you? Who will you be? Who will you become? Who are you with? Who have you helped build up? You can't drive to a destination without getting a street address. In the same way with your vision, you want to make your vision juicy and intoxicating and you want to have a street address on it. You want to have some specifics. Yes, the vision has to come down to a 12-week plan, but that's not as hard as you think and it's not your business today. Just begin here. 
As you heard me say, I believe that people are not well and not passionate and maybe even feeling depressed these days because they're limited not by their passion for life, but by their vision of possibility. Getting your vision down will make you feel better. It really will. It'll clarify your mind. It'll organize your thoughts. You'll know you're right on time. If I could give one other hint, make sure that your vision isn't based upon other people's expectations or what you on a deep, crazy, fear-based level think is what you're supposed to do. I know one of my biggest mistakes I've done is doing what I think is next, that, that linear, simply based upon what already is. And when I shift out of that and go to what I really desire, oh my gosh, it's like the floodgates open and that's when alignment happens. That's the moving sidewalk. Remember that you can always edit. You can always change your vision. It's not locked. I would encourage you to start to reduce the pressure that you put on yourself to get a vision right. And then when you stop minimizing the value of declaring your ideal future, you'll start to get better results with less stress and less time in your work. Your execution, your performance, those are all going to increase. And you'll notice yourself becoming the kind of person who shows up to your ideal future. I never want for you to get to the end of your days and wonder what would my impact or my work or my relationships or my life have looked like if I'd been clear about what I wanted? What if I'd been brave? I want to know personally that I've lived fully, that I've loved boldly, as they say, and that my life mattered and I made a difference. Don't hide behind the alleged confusion that you don't know what you want or that you're too busy to nail your vision down. Now you know how important a vision is to your next decade. This is what I'm going to encourage you to do. This week, your call to action is identify 50 minutes to get your vision down. I'm going to say that if you haven't done this in seven days, and if you haven't scheduled this in the next 24 hours, then there is a 90% chance it isn't getting done. And information without action is mute. It's, It's irrelevant. I can't express enough how the importance of a vision, I think I've tried, and that just taking a stab, a sloppy first draft at it, It begins, it's always easy to edit things. You can download and use the PDF that my team's created to help you follow the steps that we've discussed here. If you're challenged and just feel that you're resisting creating something or resisting getting it down, I have two one-to-one coaching spots opening. So if it's something that you've thought about working with a strong coach or that you've even craved Know that those rarely come available because of our high ongoing client retention rate and that they are available to start, they'll prepare during September for start of 1st of October. Have a good time with the tools. This is standalone for you to be able to do this and to begin your aspirational vision. Have fun writing yours. Have a great week until I talk to you next week. Bye-bye for now.
Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 